The following program is a paid advertisement. The views reflected on this show are not necessarily the views of ESPN 1000. Chauncey's Great Outdoors is brought to you by Waterworks, the number one Lund and low dealer in the Midwest, 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, 708-798-9700. Midwest Outdoors, the magazine for the true Midwest sportsman, MidwestOutdoors.com. Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs in Westchester at 31st and Wolf Road. GP Italiano, a true family Italian restaurant or a restaurant just for you and that special person at 11 South LaGrange Road in LaGrange, Illinois. Go to info at gpitaliano.com, diamondghostcharters.com for the true salmon experience on Lake Michigan. Ren Lake Area Tourism at rendlake.com, a little bit of heaven at exit 77 on Interstate 57. And by Daiwa, fishing reels, rods, and baits made of the highest quality and priced for everyone. Follow me and find contentment. Follow me to rippling streams. Find a world that embraces free open spaces. Hello everyone, this is Chauncey from Chauncey's Great Outdoors. Come on out and follow me into the great outdoors. Whether it's close to home or across this great country, come on out and follow me. Well, hello everyone and welcome to Chauncey's Great Outdoors. I'm ready. You ready to go? I'm not sure. That was a long Christmas uh, you know, holiday weekend, I think. <laughs> but wasn't it beautiful? Oh, my goodness gracious. Christmas Eve, I was fishing in short sleeve shirts, a little vest, a little ball cap, catching crappie, bass, and everything. That was unreal. I, I've never, I can't remember ever doing that in, in the X years that I've been around. <laughs> But remember, this we've been celebrating all year long for 2023. Chauncey's Great Outdoors, 25 years on ESPN Radio. We are so grateful to all of you listeners and our sponsors that have brought this program to you every single week. On today's show, we're going to uh, try to make uh, you start thinking about, believe it or not, next year. Mm-hmm. 2024. Uh, All of the hunting and fishing things that you need to start planning and working on and prepare yourself because if you don't prepare yourself, uh, you may not be able to go out and do some of these things, especially on the hunting side in Illinois. Fishing is pretty much wide open, but the hunting side, you've got to plan for turkey, plan for deer, and there's a lot of public lands that you could do it on. We're going to have our good friend, Mr. Mike Reynolds, come on to talk about how to look for places to go deer hunting and what you have to do and permit wise and then uh, a little bit of homework you're going to have to pull off yeah that's right and after mike is on the show then our good buddy danny hayes that's right it's the dan hayes mike reynolds and chauncey oh boy what a, glad all three of us aren't going to be on at the same time because the show would never get off the ground <laughs> But really, um, Danny's going to be talking about what you need to look at with your fishing gear. And yes, we don't have ice yet, but it's coming. We will get some ice sometime. But a lot of fishermen just stop fishing uh, 
even when, it, you know, there's no ice, but it's cool outside. They don't want to deal with it. But you don't just throw the stuff in the garage and let it sit there. He, Danny's going to talk to you about taking it out, looking at it, what you should look at with your boat, your motor, what you should look at with your reels, your rods, all kinds of stuff. So that when everything warms up, you're ready to make that first cast. And that 12-inch crappie is sitting in the boat with you. Mm -mm -mm. Can't go wrong with that. And then after that, we're going to have the Aiden Fishing Report, sponsored by our friends at Waterworks Marine, 18660 South Cicero Avenue and Country Club Hills, 708-798-9700. Give them a call. Get that boat. They've got special deals going on right now uh, for the 24s. And believe it or not, I think I saw three 23s there, which means you can get them at a steal and a half. Nothing wrong with that idea. Um, so let's, you know, remember that that's very, very important out there. The, uh, there was something else I wanted to mention to you. Oh, the, the couple of press releases that came out, I think that are very important. Yeah, the, in Madison, Wisconsin, the Department of uh, Natural Resources for Wisconsin DNR, uh, has an early catch and release season for inland trout that starts January 6, 2024. That's next week, everybody. Uh, it's designed for the inland water angler who can, uh, target, Oh, Jesus. Wisconsin's four inland trout species from January 6th through May 3rd, I think it is. Yeah, May 3rd, uh, using artificial tackle only. Any trout caught, you need to release it immediately. You can't put it down. You can't take I mean, you catch it, quick photo, and get it back in the water. Really, they're, they're sensitive fish. Uh, you have to check the Wisconsin Guide for Trout Fishing Regulations to make sure that you're not going to be doing something wrong or illegal. That's very important. Uh, once the general hook and line season opens May 4th into next year, but then you can keep those tasty little morsels in the frying pan covered with butter and garlic. Mm -mm -mm. Can't miss that at all. Um, anyone who wants to participate in uh, that early trout season, you need to have your 23-24 fishing license and inland trout stamp, which are good until March 31st, 2024. You can purchase them through what they call Go Wild, uh, the DNR's license uh, portal, and any authorized license agent. As of April 1st, anglers will need to have the 24-25 fishing license and chase those little morsels all over the streams out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm excited about that. Madison, Wisconsin again here. We've got the DNR is telling us that January 1st, that's in two days. That's right. It's the first day hike. It's a healthy, refreshing way to kick off the new year. Get out there, feel the invigor, wear a you know, wear a warm jacket. It'll be a little cool up there in Wisconsin. Uh, but from the Richard Bong State Recreation Area in Kenosha to Straight Lake uh, State Park in Polk County, first day hikes are scheduled in pretty much all parts of Wisconsin. And this is such a cool thing. Uh, they want you to start the beginning of the year getting out, having a good time, doing a little bit of a hike, get that little excitement going. Uh, several properties are offering one to three mile guided hikes. And there are hikes that are, are not, you, you're at your own pace. You could just leisurely, leisurely rather, you know, drag your feet, look around, have a good time. Uh, but you better check the locations about bringing that little pooch, that furry, furry little guy that probably wants to just sleep on the couch anyway, uh, you know, to any of these state parks. You got to check it out. And it's going to be cold out there because it is Wisconsin. So, you know, hats, gloves, warm boots, isol insulated uh, hiking shoes or that's the best idea to go with. Uh, 
Some properties are going to have bomb fires or warming shelters, so you could kind of sit there, have a little cup of hot chocolate, and just talk to your friends. It's a good thing. They're going to be doing this at 19 different parks. That's pretty amazing. 19 different state areas in the state of Wisconsin are celebrating this, uh, you know, first day, get out and take a hike. I love it. It's a good idea. Up in Michigan, yeah, our friends up to the on the other side of the big pond, uh, they are increasing the recreational passport fee January 1st by $1. It's going from $13 to $14. Uh, while there is no cost to motorcycles, uh, at, there is no, at, or all there's no charge, but the, this recreational passport uh, really allows you to go into the state parks and state areas uh, throughout the state state of Michigan to enjoy outdoor recreation. Uh, it, there's a, you can, you buy it when you get your uh, license. If, if you're a resident of the state of Michigan, that's where you get this uh, sticker. So this way you're able to enjoy it uh, and, and get out there. Non-resident recreational passport annual fees also are going up slightly from 39 to 40. Uh, but the non-resident daily fees are going to stay at $11. So if you're a non-resident, you can go all the state areas. It's going to cost you 11 bucks. But really, this is to help, uh, you know, just keep the places up looking good and having fun. And get, everybody gets out and has some fun in the state of Michigan in all these areas. And really... What I love about it is nobody complains because they know where the money's going and they can see it firsthand. Uh, the Recreational Passport provides access to 103 Michigan state parks and recreation areas, 1,300-plus state-managed boating access sites, 140 state forest campgrounds and parking at thousands of miles of trails and other outdoor spaces in the state of Michigan. Cannot go wrong with that. Wow. I think that's a fantastic thing going on out there. That's a really cool thing. So, once again, those couple of little news items that are happening in the great outdoors. So, let's not forget about that. Uh, you know, here in Illinois, uh, we're going to be talking later in the show about the perch fishing. Everybody's talking perch fishing. But with this open water, you'd be surprised. I, I know of bass that are being taken. I know of some stripers, bluegill, crappie for shore fishermen. Uh, so, even if there's a skim ice early in the morning, and that ice is all gone by 10 o'clock, you may be coming home uh, or practicing catch and release. It's purely up to you. I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I was out in Christmas Eve, and it was so warm. I was in short sleeve, and my fishing partner and Dr. Bill Gross, we just sat and looked at each other and said, I can't believe this. <laughs> it's so nice out here. And we were catching fish one after another. We had a great time. So don't pass it up. Get out there. Let's have some fun. Enjoy the great outdoors. You can never go wrong. You know, next weekend we're going to be starting talking about all the sports shows that are coming to Chicago, so don't forget that. And with those sports shows coming in, we're all going to have a good time in the great out of doors. And uh, once again, we're going to be at, the, make sure you're at the Muskie Show, the Schaumburg Outdoor Show. We're going to be at that one. We're having a great time at uh Muskie Show, we're going to be having some super things going on in our booth, so don't pass up all the great things that we've got going on for you. And then later in the month of uh, February, we're going to be at the Tinley Park Outdoor Show. That's right. All these shows are going to be out there and having some fun with you, our friends in the great outdoors. So remember, kick back, pour yourself a cup of coffee, maybe a bowl of cereal. It depends on what time of the day you're listening to us. And just enjoy a day with Chauncey's Great Outdoors. You know us. Hey, we know the outdoors. 
Plan your next Illinois adventure to Ren Lake, where the fun begins. Ren Lake is situated in the heart of scenic southern Illinois and can offer you 19,000 acres of water fun and recreation, all within Interstates 57 and 64. At their website, enjoyrenlake.com, you can learn about southern Illinois lodging at its finest, restaurants, family activities, bike trails, camping, and some fantastic fishing and hunting all in one spot at Ren Lake. And it's one of my favorite places to go. So go to enjoyrenlake.com or call them at 314-580-2577. 314-580-2577. And plan your next Illinois adventure that will have you coming back again and again. Illinois, mile after magnificent mile. You love watching us on TV? Now you can enjoy the great outdoors every day of the week with a subscription to Midwest Outdoors Magazine. For only $14.95 big issues loaded with the best of fishing hunting and the great outdoors each one packed with how new product showcases fishing or hunting it's all covered what are you waiting for call 1-800-606-FISH know that midwest outdoors magazine includes a state section for where you live each month you get the information that matters to you and where you hunt and fish for only $14.95 you get big issues of the best of the outdoors when you're fishing for salmon with Diamond Ghost Charters on Lake Michigan, the two words every fisherman loves to yell is, Fish on! And Captain Tony of Diamond Ghost Charters will put you on the fish when you're looking to go. A salmon fishing trip with Diamond Ghost Charters is a perfect way to spend a half a day or a full day out fishing with friends, family, or co-workers all on Lake Michigan. So let Diamond Ghost Charters out of Winthrop Harbor hook you up with a chunky summer coho, a trophy fall king, or a lunker lake trout. They're all waiting for you with Diamond Ghost Charters. Don't wait. Call Captain Tony at 847 838 2037. That's 847 838 2037. And get ready to yell, fish on! Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs on 31st and Wolf Road in Westchester has everything you love and more. Their new take home meals from Paul's Market right there in the store where you can bring it home, heat it, and enjoy your choice of baked lasagna, eggplant, baked rigatoni with vodka sauce, sausage and basil sauce, and more. Or you can try one of Paul's new family meals that will feed four to six people hot, ready for the table from eggplant parmesan, ricotta, gnocchi, chicken parmesan with sides, and a dessert you can't go wrong. And while you're at Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs on 31st and Wolf Road in Westchester, pick up a sandwich along with your take-home heat-and-eat meal for that true comfort food feeling. Place an order for pickup or delivery by phone to 708-531-9080 and tell them Chauncey sent you. <laughs> Welcome back to Chauncey's Great Outdoors on our New Year's uh, Eve. I should say it would be the Eve of Eve of New Year's Eve. Yeah, that's what it be. <laughs> well, you know what I'm talking about. Our New Year's Eve weekend show. And, you know, I was trying to think about what would be a great interview to do. And in Illinois, you hear about how our hunting turkey, deer, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot of different things that go on there. And I figured I'm going to get my good buddy my hunting buddy, Mr. Mike Reynolds, who I know wants to become a fishing buddy. And that's going to be one of my New Year's resolutions is to make him a fishing buddy. Okay. <laughs> He's laughing. You can hear everybody. But, Mike, thanks for coming on the program. <laughs> thanks for having me. And I'd like to propose that since this is the day before New Year's Eve, could it be the New Year's, New Year, <laughs> New Year's Adam? 
New Year's what? Adam instead of Eve. It's Adam because uh, Adam came before Eve, so it would be New Year's Adam. Okay, his name is Mike Reynolds. You can reach him. At <laughs> Okay, Mike. <laughs> Let's talk about, you know, really, and we're talking hunting and fishing today, as we always do a lot of. And um, Illinois, you really have to plan what you want to do if you're going to do some, I'm not talking about put and take pheasant hunting. Even that you have to plan, if I'm thinking about it, we'll make cover that. But if you're going to do deer hunt, turkey hunt, uh, stuff like that, you really have to plan in advance, but it also gives you the opportunity where I should listen to my own words of preparing to go hunting. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> Actually, the state of Illinois has made it really, really easy to get the permits that you want for the activities that you want. They make the, the application permits or the application periods are really far in advance of the season, so you really get the plan far in advance, but they also make it, if you if you haven't paid attention, there's a lot of tags you can buy over the counter the day you want to go or the day before you want to go. And they also have over the counter where you literally go to a, a, hard, or a, a hardware store, I'm going back to the old days, where you go, I suppose there's still some hardware stores that sell permits, but you could go to a sporting goods store and buy a permit over the counter, or you could even go online and buy your permit online. That's true, but a lot of times those permits, you, I want to go hunting in Winnebago County. They may be a lot of permits for, for deer hunting or turkey hunting. Well, if you're out of permits, you can't get a permit over the counter, correct? Correct. They only sell the excess. And for years, the state of Illinois let those permits go to waste. Mm -hmm. Well, you can talk specifically about turkey hunting. There was up until probably the last five or ten years, nah, not even ten, probably five or six years, you could not buy any excess turkey tags over the counter, which meant that the state was leaving money on the table. Mm. Somebody finally figured that out, and now you can buy turkey permits over the counter. For the count for the, the counties that are left over, that have leftover tags, you can buy them at your local sporting goods store. Okay. So, I mean, but you do have to plan in advance of like, okay, and, you know, I'm not exaggerating everybody. You know, you need to look at this in the early part of the year saying, Okay, because I think they do the permits applications. It's like in June, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yes. it's June. And so it's like, I want to go hunt Cass County. I want to go hunt Winnebago County. I want to go hunt uh, down to uh, Franklin County, Ren Lake area. So these are the areas that I want to go hunt that... But I wanna, I'm going to get my permit, apply to my permit, and wait for my permit to get a notification that I was lucky in being drawn, correct? Right. And, and you have to also remember, the more popular counties are going to lose permit or not lose, but they're going to give their permits out quicker. Mm -hmm. More guys want to go there. So like you said earlier, let's say I like Joe Davies County, those permits go pretty good because it's got a good reputation. I may not be able to get an over-the-counter permit later in the year, but it's easy to apply in June. Right. So you're, you don't guarantee yourself because you pretty much, you can't guarantee you're going to get a lot to win the lottery, mm -hmm. but um, you're, the odds are pretty good you're going to do it. Yeah. And then, you know, also, if you're like, well, I don't have a place to hunt. Well, you can apply for a 
you need to go online to look at the uh, the program that the state has where we're able to hunt on private lands. Now, a lot of that, you can hunt archery. Very, f- I don't think any, if maybe very few people offer uh, shotgun hunting in Illinois f- for deer on the uh, that program. You know what I'm You're talking, talking about? about I- the IRAP? The IRAP program? program? Right, the IRAP. I, most of them, I want to say, don't do the shotgun program for deer, but they do the archery program for deer. The, the landowners do. And that gives you a chance to hunt a lot of private land by f- applying for those permits, uh, you know, through IRAP, which is unbelievable for small game and this and that and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And you need to go and check that out early. Don't wait until I, I mean, I love our fans. I, I really do. But, you know, when they call me up at November, uh, October 25th and say, oh, how do I go deer hunting this year? <laughs> I go, yeah. Are we talking Illinois? I remember when we were doing, when we used to do um, seminars, we'd get guys in September asking about October bow hunting. Yeah. And it was always, you know, we we could point you in some directions, but you should have been talking to us in, in the spring when we were doing our turkey seminars. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And and for deer hunting also, there are state parks like the Plains Conservation Area uh, and many others that you have to pull a site permit and then apply for the county permit. Yeah, the site-specific ones are um, just what the name implies. Site-specific, if you want to hunt a park, you got to have that park permit. Right, exactly. And usually the, the, the public access, like, I, again, I'll, I'll reference Turkey because I'm, I'm way more familiar. Mm-hmm. Wachowski Woods, or whatever they call it out in Joe Davies County, it's a huge piece of property. It's It's got to be pushing about 600, maybe maybe more, uh, acres and they don't allow but five or six guys per season mm-hmm. to hunt it. Yeah. So you have plenty of room to to move around and to to kind of stake your claim. It's, it's if you can get a permit for it, it's mm-hmm. a pretty good place to go. Oh yeah, exactly. Now, if you're a hunter, uh, you know, let's just take deer hunting for a quick example. Before we jump on a turkey, you know, don't wait till November. First, to look at your shotgun, your boots, your gear, right? Yeah. Now is the time. Deer season, well, slug season, firearm season is over. Um, I think there's probably another week or two in archery season. I think it ends on the 13th Mm -hmm. or 14th this year of January. So when that season ends, the best time to, in my opinion, the best time to look at your stuff and to reevaluate yourself is right at the end of the season when it's fresh in your mind. Mm-hmm. Take your, in, in my case, it's a it's a deer box. Take that box apart. Maybe some stuff is broken. Maybe some stuff needs to be replaced. There's some holes in gloves. And if it's fresh in your mind, you're gonna you're more likely to do it sooner rather than later. Right. You don't want to forget about it as summer spring comes on. Summer comes on. You're gonna end up forgetting that your your gloves or your release or something needs to be replaced and then when you go to the field or the day before you go to the field you realize that that release is broken or you don't have a spare release or whatever while it's still fresh in your mind it's better to to go through the stuff and and try to figure out what needs to be replaced Mm -hmm. now the other thing too mike is that the uh by doing it this right after the first of the year a lot of your you know big box shops, et cetera, even online stores that have hunting gear and stuff like that, they're discounting it. 
They want it. They're so they're trying to dump it, and you can make some good deals for boots, for yeah. for camo, for tents, for heaters, and stuff like that. So you know, check all of this out because this is going to help you down the road here. Can't go wrong with this. Yeah. I mean, this is going to be now turkey season. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Both of us are already gleaming. Um, Turkey's a little different because, yes, you have to apply for permits, um, just like the deer season, except that you're applying for a permit for a week, and there's four weeks. No, five weeks. Five. There's five. Yeah, there's five different seasons. Right, five different seasons. Right. And so this way, you're, so I'm going to get first season Joe Davis County I apply for, and if you apply, there's a good chance you'll probably get it. And instead of waiting for after they do the draw for that first season, you can apply in second season uh, draw to see if there's any left over, right? Right. Yeah, they just recently, within the last few years, changed it. It used to be if you put in for the first draw, you couldn't put in for the second draw. You could put in for the third draw, but... They changed it to everybody can put in for every draw. I think because they realized they had so many tags left over that guys that wanted to get a second tag for, say, mm-hmm. first season in Joe Davies County, as we know someone that does that, uh, they're able to get involved in the second draw to try to get that tag for the first season. Right, right. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I think I better apply for my fifth season for Winnebago, now that I'm talking to you. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm not sure I did either. <laughs> I just thought about that, yeah. And uh, so, I mean, this is the way you do it. But the same thing, even, you know, turkey hunting, believe it or not, folks, is a lot more intensive gear-wise. You've got all the toys and calls in the world. you got to make sure that they're working right. you got to make sure that they're, well, you know, the, the things are scraped, that the, your... Uh, box calls are, are chalked up and or are they not sitting right or maybe there's a crack on them that you didn't see you don't want to find this when you walk out in the field with you know you know your primo's vest on and you know sitting there against the tree not napping notice how he said not napping <laughs> yeah yeah okay yeah and, that would not be you but some some other people may not be napping okay okay and this way we would uh turn that into you know something that would be fun and you know once again this is the time of the year where a lot of that gear is available isn't it yeah we have a running joke a buddy of mine Rodney and I have a running joke turkey season starts after the first of the year we both start a countdown Um, the time to to look check your equipment again like I said is as well as top of mind Springtime's a little tougher because springtime you're mowing the grass and, and cookouts are starting and there's a lot more activity outside. Winter's a good time to look for spring stuff. You could go check the sales. There's a lot of, of sales. You said how um, late or how intense the, the gear is. Decoys. I, I know guys that hunt deer with decoys, but they usually carry one or maybe two, but most of them have only one decoy if they use a decoy. Turkey hunters, they have decoys for pretty much every blind they have, and then some, because you don't know if you're going to run and gun, you don't know if you're going to sit in a blind, you need, you'll need decoys, so mm-hmm. I think right now I'm probably up to 15 decoys, 
and each one needs to be checked to make sure they're not ripped, make sure the paint is still good, make sure you still have the the um, the stand for them. Mm-hmm. So there's a thing you need, and your clothes, like you know, Chauncey said, your your Primo's vest. You want to make sure it's still organized. You want to make sure you didn't take anything out or you broke a, a call and you didn't remember. This is a time where you go and look and see. Do you have your box calls? Do you have your peg pot or your slate calls? Do you have your your mouth calls? And in my case, do I have my tube calls? Mm-hmm. You want to make sure all of that stuff is in there and the vest still fits because, you know, as we get older, those vests, as they hang, they tend to shrink. Yeah, they do. They, they, they shrink every year. I, I, don't, I don't know what it is, but mm-hmm. they get a little tighter. So you want to make sure it still fits. And if not, you can go to, if you're, if you're wearing a Primo's, which is what I wear because I pro staff for them. Uh, you go to primos.com and you you check out and see what they've got and then you buy a new vest. And make sure, very important, that there are no candy wrappers in your ba- vest pocket. No. No cellophane for you. <laughs> no cellophane whatsoever for you. You you get no cellophane. <laughs> Nothing that can make noise. But those are the things. Clean out last year's snack wrappers because most of the time mm-hmm. you don't have anywhere to put them but in your pocket. Right. So spent shells are in there. Mm-hmm. Um, candy wrappers are in there. Water bottles are in there. And I, I don't know how many times I've gone into my vest to find a water bottle from last year mm-hmm. that probably shouldn't be had. You shouldn't drink that. Mm-hmm. So. The way it goes. Yes. So those are a couple of tips on your, if you want to go deer hunting next year in 24, if you want to go turkey hunting in 24 in Illinois. And uh, we hopefully, Mike and I will have some uh, news uh, in the spring here about uh, some seminars that we'll be doing uh, at one of our favorite little restaurants on a Sunday here in Westchester uh, that we can, you can come and listen and learn about turkey hunting from us. But, and do you have any New Year's outdoor resolutions that you're thinking about making? I told you the one I want to make my take my friend out fishing more. Yeah, Jane and I have talked about it. We want to fish more in 24. <laughs> <laughs> fish um, more in 24. <laughs> we don't spend enough time fishing. We talk about it a lot, but we yeah. don't really get a chance to get down there or mm-hmm. get out there and fish. Well, that sounds good. That sounds like a good thing to do in 24. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Mr. Reynolds, thank you so much for coming on the program. Thanks for having me on this New Year's Adam of 2023. <laughs> New Year's Adam of 2023. I'm sticking with it. I like You're it. You're sticking with it. All right. You're sticking with That's it. That's right. <laughs> okay. Once again, everybody, Mike Reynolds, my very, very, very good outdoor buddy. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. You know us. Hey, we know the outdoors. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Chauncey's Great Outdoors. And, you know, this is the end of the year show, as we've told you earlier. And uh, we, uh, we've we talked about uh, deer hunting and a few things like that with uh, a, a fine gentleman, Mike Reynolds. But, you know, I had to get the other guy, uh, the dynamic trio of outdoorsmen here. That's not, that's, of course, Mike Reynolds, we mentioned earlier. And we've got the great fishing, hunting, mushroom picking, Whatever the heck else he does, Mr. Dan Hayes. <laughs> hey, Chelsea, how are you? All right, Danny. Hey, you know, uh, you are you're a great outdoorsman, yes. I mean, in all respects of everything outdoors. Uh, but the thing is, you are, you are so good of a fisherman. And 
we have such a strange year that we may be, people need to think about not getting they need to get their stuff ready even as soon as maybe February or or even early March because with this kind of weather we're getting we don't know if we're going to have ice but you show me you can catch largemouth bass with a spinnerbait when they have frozen lakes i mean show me <laughs> you know i'm confused i mean you know what do you what should people be thinking about with their gear their fishing gear this time of the year even though we don't have ice and we're not talking ice fishing here folks no we're talking open water fishing chelsea and it's it's really been a strange year i mean i have not winterized my boat yet um and normally i don't until i absolutely have to Mm -hmm. and um I'll actually take a, I put a heat lamp on my lower unit. Yeah. Just to make sure that there's no, you know, no water in, left inside that will actually freeze until the lakes freeze over. I want my boat ready so that I can go anytime. And like, you know, I told you Josh was out fishing two days ago mm. um, in open water and just knocked a living tar out of him. And yeah. a lot of guys miss out on that because it's cold and, you know, it's it's actually, it's after, after Christmas. That's unheard of, yeah. really. Well, uh, that bass was like four pounds? Yeah, they caught a couple of really good ones they did. You know, and surprisingly, what had actually happened at the lake, <clears throat> we had some rain and some, you know, it was warm out and there was some flow coming in on the creek and the fish moved right up into the shallow water. And they were catching with a foot and a half of water hmm. on a rattle trap as fast as you could pull it in. Now, why were the fish doing that? I think it's a temperature thing, Chauncey, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've learned throughout the years that any time there's flow, yeah. there's always big fish that move right into it. Um, it's, a, it's a strange thing, but any time there's rain, uh, melting of snow, anything like that, Mm-hmm. I always go to the back. If there's a creek, I'm going to be in it. Well, uh, and what you're getting there is you're getting with the water flow of a creek or a runoff, whatever, you're getting the nutrients, you're getting a warmer temperature of the water. It's yeah. washing any bugs or, you know, who knows what, warm or et cetera, that may, that's edible to these fish into the lake. And those fish are just sitting there like they're waiting for the uh, the buffet line at uh, Golden Corral. You know, hey, let's get another oh, one. Yeah. Boys, you know? yeah, that's what they do, too. They move right up in there so they can eat whatever's coming in, yeah? So mm-hmm. Now He said that you could actually see little minnows flicking in the shallow water, so oh. everybody had moved up there. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Now, you know, talk about, you know, getting ready, because a lot of anglers aren't like Dan Hayes, that fish right up to the point where you're chipping ice off the boat, you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I mean, what should they be looking at with, with their gear? I mean, it, it's the first thing people are going to be running across normally. Then this is not a normal winter right now. But normally you're talking, you know, crappies are coming out and stuff like that. And I know you love crappie fishing. You know, should guys try to figure out what to put in their boxes? Should they empty everything out, clean everything? What should they be doing with their boxes while they're sitting here um, in January before they're going to a sports show? Yeah, well, one thing that I do, um, once I'm done, I clean my boat completely out. I make sure that my batteries, I, normally I take my batteries out. I pull them completely out of the boat, charge them up, put 
them in the basement on some cardboard or something so they're not sitting on the concrete. I make sure that the boat is completely drained of water, that my live wells are completely drained. And that means putting an air hose inside, you know, like a, mm-hmm. to, to push the water out. We don't want any water left whatsoever. And like right now, you know, my boat's sitting down in the shed, so there's a lot of condensation that happens inside the rod lockers, everything like that, that will wreck everything that you own. So I peel everything out of there. I peel the line off all my reels when I'm done. Um, I don't wait till spring to purchase all of my stuff that I want um, for next year. Right now is the perfect time to buy because everybody's got 50% off, you know, on all their fishing gear because it's after the holidays. Mm-hmm. Now's the time to stock up under your line, all that kind of stuff. I, I peel my line completely off all my reels because I hate going out. And, you know, I'm all ready for spring. I go out, and you're casting a slinky. So you got so much memory on your line, you know, and you didn't do the preparation ahead of time. And mm-hmm. So I'm peeling it all off, put all new on. I never, I never use the same line from one year to the next, ever. Hmm. And I bet you a lot of, I mean, a lot of anglers don't change their line that often, every year. Yeah. I can't stand the memory, to be honest with you, Chauncey, because, you know, if it, if it stays on there for a month or two during the winter, it mm-hmm. could be a little bit longer than that. It, you lose all the feel in the line when there's so much memory in it. And it's, you know, it can wreck the first outing of the year in the spring. Mm. So I make sure that I put all new on. Now, it's funny you mention that. I was just thinking about the the, the memory, the uh, uh, the the cork. It looks like what they call Shirley Temple curls. You know, yeah, <laughs> just yeah. you know, curls up like that. And you know, the, the anglers, you don't have to have a fancy machine where you or you take your you know your spools to a, a local bait shop, which I, I'd like you to take it to a bait shop because you might pick up a couple of neat things there. But, you know, you could be doing this by a, a large spool of line that's going to be cheaper for you, and you're able yep. to do it yourself, right? Yeah, absolutely you are. I mean, one of the things that I do when I put line on in the springtime, or any time that I'm putting line on, I will uh, tie it off um, to, like, my boat, the front end of my boat. This is what I do. And then put it on, I'll walk backwards all the way out till I completely empty the spool. Alright? Yeah. Then I walk it back, make sure it's nice and tight. Alright? All mm-hmm. the way back, fill the spool completely up. I do it again, and I actually take a book. This is what I do. It sounds weird. <laughs> I take a book, and I put over the line. So I'll open up the book, put it in the middle, and then I reel it back through the book, and it takes the memory or the twist completely out of the line. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, because a lot of times you can put it on a little bit wrong, and you'll still get a lot of twist where yeah. you'll, you know, you make a cast, you open the bale, make a cast. A lot of guys use a handle to close the, the reel. You'll get a loop or whatever, it starts to build up in there, and that's a bad thing, you know. Mm-hmm. But it actually works really well to get all the twist out of the line. Yep. Mm. And then, you know, you should take a real close look at your rods. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, and the only reason I'm, I'm mentioning that, and you can expand on this, is I remember one time I was, I had a fish, a spinning rod uh, that, and had the ceramic inserts 
which makes it very easy for the line to go through, no problems. And yeah. I've had this route, and I, yeah, I'm going to admit I didn't change the line and stuff like that. And the guy I was fishing with said, uh, "When did you look at your rod last? What are you talking about?" He says, uh, "Look at the tip now." And that ceramic insert was gone. I have no idea where it went. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But the line cut that whatever silver metal is. I don't know if it's aluminum or what it's made out of. It cut a wedge into that eye, that tip eyelet. Yep, yep. And I went, yep. oh, my gosh, if I had on a wall hanger fish, he's it, gone. He's gone. <laughs> yep. Yeah, because a lot of times if you fish braid, mm-hmm. a braid will cut, you know, like in a ceramic. You just got to be really careful with the insert and watch it really close. But like you said, it'll, it'll cut a groove in it. And the braid will go right in and cut. Braid is very, braid strong, but it doesn't like anything sharp. You know, mm-hmm. like cut instantly. A lot of times what I'll do in the springtime or whenever is take a Q-tip. I run it through all the eyelets all the way up. And if there's a nick in one of them, the Q-tip will actually uh, stick to the inside of the insert. Mm. So you can see that there's a groove that's actually starting to form there. Because, yeah, it'll break on a hook set or whatever when it's got a groove in it. So That's a good yeah. idea. And since as we've become more mature sportsmen and our uh, eyesight's not as, uh, you know, crystal clear. Yeah, mine's not that good. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, yeah, that's a cool thing. Now, what do you do with your reels, though? I just, I unpack mine and put them in the house is what I do. I'll, I'll uh, take all the line off, put them in a dry area mm-hmm. in the house. Um, and just, I don't really do a lot to them, to be honest with you. Um, I oil them up a little bit in the spring, mm-hmm. you know, take the, like, um, take the drag off a spinning reel, <clears throat> take the top off, put a little bit of oil in there, mm-hmm. make sure it's good real oil. And that's about all I do to them, honestly. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, you, you mentioned about, I want to jump back to the boat real quick. What do you do with your batteries? I, I charge them and I put them in, in the basement is what I do. I pull them all out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because a lot of what I don't want to, you know, you can leave them plugged in all year yeah. or all winter. But what I don't want is something to go wrong with a charger, malfunction, because, you know, I got four in my boat. Most guys got three, mm-hmm. you know, two or three or whatever. What you don't want is to, something to go wrong with the charging system during the winter. And malfunction and everybody freezes up because uh, it can happen i've had it happen before so i take them out put them in the house you know keep them at uh, room temperature and mm. they're fine for the next year okay that's good idea. I, yep. like I, I was kind of curious what you know you know and the last one i want to ask about the boat was uh the bilge in the bottom of your boat okay uh yep. If you tip the boat up, it should all go to the back of the boat, right? It should, yes. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, you don't pour anything in there. You no, just pump. No. You just pump it out, and you know, make sure it's clean, right? Yeah, I pull the plug of the boat, make sure the front's tipped up high. Um, a lot of boats, it's hard to see back there what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, if you got the batteries, you got to cut. You know, a big plate that sits underneath it. Yeah. But the one thing to double check too is like when you take the plug out, move it back and forth a couple times. To make sure that there's not, like in my boat, 
you know, my boat's going to have a sinkhole mm-hmm. that fell down in there and it's all swelled up from being wet. Mm-hmm. It can actually plug up the green on it. Oh. So you want to make sure that it's 100% green and the line wells are green. Because I've, I've actually had a lower unit on one of my boats freeze up before. Mm-hmm. And it was a very costly mistake on my part. It, it split right in half. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, make sure you get your boat winterized by, you know, a professional. Mm-hmm. It's not that expensive. It's going to cost you a hundred and something, but to get seals put in, you know, lower unit grease, all yep. that kind of stuff, just to make sure that it's right. Yeah, let somebody else look at it with better eyes. That's that's correct. Yeah, yeah. because it's too expensive and mm-hmm. it's too much fun to not do in the springtime. Yep. Because you know to go out there and look at it and see it cracked wide open was yep. a really bad thing for me. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's when you go back home and open up the the bottle of colored fluid and just kind of like have a glass and cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it was like two days before we were supposed to go down to Kentucky crappie fishing. Mm-hmm. So it was a bad thing, yeah. Yeah, it is. Well, Danny, I want to thank you for coming on the show to talk to us about, you know, looking at your fishing gear and stuff. Yes, you can, you know, if there's open water, keep on chucking and grinding. Yes, that's the first thing yeah. Danny would tell Heck, you. Yeah, yeah. And when I was not kidding when I said I was on a body of water, half frozen, pitching white spinner baits on the floating ice and pulling it off, letting it drop and having largemouth bass smack it from underneath the ice. I would have never believed it, but the pro we were talking to showed me how it's done. (laughs) Thank you, Johnson. All right, Danny. Well, listen, you have a good year, and we'll talk to you many more times, okay? All right, we'll see you during turkey season, buddy. At, that's right. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. You know us. Hey, we know the outdoors. <laughs> Chauncey's Great Outdoors is brought to you by Waterworks, the number one Lund and low dealer in the Midwest, 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, 708-798-9700. Midwest Outdoors, the magazine for the true Midwest sportsman, MidwestOutdoors.com. Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs in Westchester at 31st and Wolf Road. GP Italiano, a true family Italian restaurant or a restaurant just for you and that special person at 11 South LaGrange Road in LaGrange, Illinois. Go to info at gpitaliano.com. DiamondGhostCharters.com for the true salmon experience on Lake Michigan. Rend Lake Area Tourism at rendlake.com. A little bit of heaven at exit 77 on Interstate 57. And by Daiwa, fishing reels, rods, and baits made of the highest quality and priced for everyone. to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoor on ESPN Radio AM 1000 in Chicago.
Welcome back, everybody, to Chauncey's Great Outdoors. I hope you took some notes. If you didn't, it's real simple. Just go to the website, Chauncey's Great Outdoors. Chauncey's Great Outdoors. Click on the word podcast on the screen, and boop, all of my program shows will come up there. You can just listen anytime you want, or you can subscribe on the ESPN website, also ESPN Chicago, to have it download automatically to your phone or computer or whatever. Ah, okay, let's get things first because I'll hear about it if I don't talk about the Aiden Fisher Report, which is sponsored by our friends at Waterworks Marine, 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, 708-798-9700. They'll be back there Monday morning, for, uh, Tuesday morning, I'm sorry, Tuesday morning after uh, January 1st. They took a week off just to enjoy it, but they've got 24s and a couple of 23s I saw the last time I was there, and I know you can get those at a great super price. Let's get the Aiden Fishing Report. Papa, I went to the river in Grand Rapids and saw some of the older guys fishing in the rain, but I was using the binoculars that you gave me for Christmas, and I could see what they were using and how many fish they caught from the car, and I didn't get wet. I like these. They were using red beads and spawn sacks and rolling them down the current in the river trying to hook some fish. Even guys that told me weren't catching fish before were catching fish. So I'll have to talk to them next time I'm in the river. Right now, we're all in Key West. And Key West, kids going down south for the winter, huh? Uh, and I have fished, snorkeled for lobster, found seashells, and just had fun in the sand. We'll keep you posted on all the lobsters we found and how many fish I caught maybe next week. You're a professional lobster man. Oh, he's a professional lobster man now. <laughs> Aiden, P.S., they taste real good. Well, obviously, he must have gotten a few. Nothing wrong with that. That's a good sign. But let's talk about fishing reports uh, that are going not just there but across the states here in the Midwest. Perch fishing is still the number one topic in our area, and I do mean this. Uh, you know, what used to be a summer fishery is now a winter fishery, and they're doing, you know, it's hot. Cold, hot, cold. It could be. It could change four or five times in a day, and it's really amazing how you know the action that they're seeing. Uh, you're seeing some perch still being caught by the Gary Light in about 55 to 60 feet of water. But those perch, when you get them up, their bladders are blown up. You got to learn how to fizz them. You take a pinch, let the you know air out, and then you can release them. They'll swim to the bottom. If you don't, just flip them back. They're going to die. Please, please, please learn how to do that or just keep all the fish you're taking. And remember, keep the limit. Don't go over it. That's very, very important. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Navy Pier has also been a hit or miss, and I really do mean that. Uh, I know a couple of guys that go down there and they do what the, the drop shotting, and they're doing a lot better than a lot of the other anglers. Uh, for uh, And they're catching some good-sized keepers there, too. Uh, it's not that hard to do. Keep it up. Eddie, 87th Street Slip. At times it's full of fishermen, and then there's a few. Sometimes it's hot action, and then it's cold for four hours, and then all of a sudden it's like the fish showed up, and boom. One of my buddies was down there with the camera and said, Trance, I was looking, and you could see fish all over the place. They just weren't going to bite anything. Well, you got to keep it up. That's why it's called fishing. It's not called catching, everybody. 
Navy Pier. Don't forget, if you go online at the Navy Pier website, you can get uh, a special parking, $9 a day, between 5 a.m. and 10 a.m., but you got to be gone by 10, not 10.05, but you have to be gone by 10 a.m. Uh, to get that discount on fishing. That's very, very, very important. Don't think that, uh, you know, because that price will jump pretty high up there. Our, our good buddy uh, Ken Husker O'Malley, one of our friends of Waterworks Marine Fishing Team, said that uh, he was fishing a lot of areas anywhere that there was water coming in. He said Chance, he saw a stream, a discharge. Those are the places to key on on a Fox River and many other locations throughout the, uh, our area, and you should find some fish. Up on the chain of lakes, we're finding water levels are down where they're supposed to be. And uh, you got to be careful if you're dropping a boat in. Uh, look for the ramps that have extend a little bit further. And uh, just go slow, and you might be able to pick up some crappies and maybe a walleye and some other things. But, uh, you know, just keep it up. There is no ice anywhere up here at this point. Remember that. Jason Johns over in uh, Boneyard Guide Service, uh, he's saying, Chance, I'm smacking them crappies, 154, the 154 road by the bridge. I'm getting them in brush piles. I'm getting very, very well. It looks like it's going to be a great winter for all of us down here. That figures. My buddy Daryl, who lives up in Berlin, Wisconsin, he was fishing Green Lake and said that they went out early. And then they fished, trolling some crankbaits. Uh, got a walleye, got a couple of smallmouth. Then they stopped midday. He went to work. And later on, in the later afternoon, he went back into the dark and picked up some nice fish there, too. Uh, he said there are some northern pike being caught out of big, big, big green lake. So let's not pass that up. You could do very well there. Uh, I want to make sure we cover, was it uh, Berrien Springs? Yeah, I had to think for a second. Benton Harbor, not Berrien Springs, Benton Harbor, uh, action for perch. Uh, it's going on. It's, you know, sometimes good, sometimes not. But once again, it's perch fishing, folks. So you can't get upset. Uh, well, my buddy Roger was down there, and he said that's what he picked up that action there, which is good to see. I'm glad he got those fish there. Uh, Wisconsin, if you're up north, yeah, hey, there, you know, our friends up north. They told me that they've got between four and five inches of ice. Normally, they would have more ice, but not this year. What are they going to do? I don't know. But they say they're getting some nice fish out there. They're picking up a few here and there. Uh, But please be careful because if you walk into certain areas, you have to check the thickness. He said sometimes it'll even drop to two inches of ice. Uh, This is in northern Wisconsin, Manaqua, Hayward, and all that area up there. So you got to be careful when you're ice fishing. Uh, There is safe ice, but you just need to go slow. That's the key. Uh, a lot of the fishing in the small ponds, forest preserves, Cook County forest preserves that we caught some bluegill and some crappie at, the bites were extremely, extremely light. I couldn't believe it. I mean, we I'm watching my bobber like a hawk, and it would just twitch a little bit, and you'd tighten the line, and boom, you had a bluegill. Um, we did something, 20-something bluegill and, and about six crap, four, four to six crappies. Uh, one of them was, yeah. But uh, we, we released them all because we were, it was Christmas Eve. We all had to go to different family parties. <laughs> My doc and I had a great time doing it. We were pretty excited. So, you know, these are all the great activities that are going on in the local area. If you're, you know, Western Michigan, really 
the you have to go northern part of Michigan to find some ice up there. Uh, otherwise, the southern part is still too open with rain and wind and stuff that they've had down there. Those are all to be careful of. And watch that lake effect snow because when the weather comes across from west to east, it cuts across that lake and it dumps. You saw last week they had a hundred some cars in a big pileup around Kalamazoo, Michigan. Uh, you stand thirty one and ninety four down there in the southwest corner of Michigan, gets very dangerous out there. Please, please, please always be careful. Uh, in southern Indiana, and in some of the lakes down there, we're getting some reports of bluegill activity and some largemouth bass uh, on the, the larger ponds down there, the larger lakes, rather. So let's keep all of this activity going on. Hey, I'm I'm not, yes, I like ice fishing, but you know what? Every day we don't have ice, it's a closer day to spring. <laughs> Okay, we got that, we got that, we got that. I'm trying to make sure I covered everything on here. You know, next uh, month is the big sports show month here in Chicago. And there's some really great programs going on, uh, especially at the the Muskie Show. It's going to have some great boots up there, uh, all kinds of tackles, some superior, just some paint jobs on lures that you wouldn't believe in your life. We're going to be up there having fun with the crowds. If you got some kids, we're going to be testing them on their knowledge of different state items as well as maybe some fishing knowledge if they're a little bit older in order to win a prize from Chauncey's Great Outdoors. After that, we're going to be at the Schaumburg Outdoor show, which is going to be uh, the Chicagoland Fishing Travel uh, Outdoor Expo. That is a super show. Dye was one of the big sponsors. Uh, Brandon Polinick's going to be there. Another couple of guys are going to be there from the, their team. We're going to have a lot of great seminars and a lot of activity going on for people to just get out there and enjoy it. I think that's the most fun about that. But you can pick up. They have uh, all kinds of Rods, reels, vacation places, a few Canadian lodges are there. The good ones are there, I can tell you that. And a lot more, all at the Schaumburg Outdoor Show that we go to. We call it the Schaumburg Show. So please mark that on your calendar, and you'll be hearing it all about that more next week uh, here on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. And I'm sure you'll enjoy that, too. And then we're going to be at the... uh, Excuse me, the Tinley Park Outdoor Show uh, in February, and that is going to be so much fun because that has come back, and it's coming back stronger than ever. Everybody is going to be there having fun just to be in the great outdoor. Well, I hear the flute playing, so that means we're coming to the end of the show. And as always, I'd like to leave you with a Native American proverb, and this one comes from my friend Apen Suimajwat. He said, if we had no winter... The spring days would not be so welcoming. (laughs) If we had no winter, the spring days would not be so welcoming. From my friend, Apen Suimajawat. Probably should say the warm spring days would not be welcoming. (laughs) Please remember, we don't own the woods, the rain, the storm, the fish we're catching. We're barring it all from our children's children. Happy New Year, everyone. Let's do something great in the great outdoors.